It's time now for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is on 103.9 FM WXAN. It's presented by the Lighthouse of Faith Ministries located at 420 South Street in Murfreesboro. Their worship services are Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. and they welcome you. Time now for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is. Because of who you are. Elijah was a man of God. He was a man of faith. He walked so close with God that Elisha could speak a word and God would honor it just as if it was God himself. And so this particular story, Elisha was commissioned to go down into Egypt land where Jezebel and Ahab was running everything and they were killing all the prophets. Any true prophet of God, they were killing them left and right. And so the prophets had to hide out in caves and they had to run for their life because Jezebel was killing all of God's prophets. So God spoke to Elijah and before he sent him into uh, that land, Egypt land, to deal with this, he told Elijah to go down by the brook Cherith. And the brook Cherith, he told him, he said, you go down by the brook. And I and you drink water from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to bring you bread. So sure enough, Elijah went down by the brook, and the and and the ravens brought him bread and meat every day. Now, how much bread and meat? Now, what I'm saying to you on our Christian journey, you're gonna go through all kind of valleys. You're gonna go through all kind of despondence. You know the world is going through it like crazy everything that is happening out there in the world you can't find no kind of righteousness out there you could you you i mean all respect is gone people are doing their own thing and the church is actually going away backwards so you're gonna have to know how to find god and you're gonna have to hold on to him for yourself and get up get this thing out of your mind you gotta have a church to be saved your kingdom is within and if you can stay cooked up to the kingdom of god you can make it don't worry about what they doing out there because god already told you he already told you let the wheat and the tires grow together you make sure your kingdom is right on the inside. And when I go, or when you go out to the church, you go out to the church to worship God. Don't worry about what they're doing. Don't worry about it. And, 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 and know when it's time to move on. When God sent Elijah to the brook chariot, the Bible says he drank from the brook. But the brook, after a while, the brook dried up. You got to know when your brook has dried up. I'm not, hallelujah, I don't care where you at. Know when your brook has dried up. When your brook has have dried up. It's time to move on because your life is at stake. Nobody cares about you like they should. You got two friends in this world. That's your mama and God. Hallelujah. Those are your two best friends. And if you don't have your mama, you got God. And you don't worry about what's going on. Don't you let nobody help the, uh, sever your relationship with God. And God allows us to go through these things so we can learn to lean and trust on him. So Elijah went on down and he drank from the brook and then after a while, and this is what I'm saying, the Bible says the ravens brought him bread and meat. So you know a raven can't hold much bread in their mouth or much meat, so you know it wasn't very much. So what I'm saying on your spiritual journey, you may not be getting what you need to survive, but God going to give you what you need to make it. Hallelujah, because we're in a famine now. 
And a famine means a lack of. It's a lack of water, lack of food. And we're having a famine, a lack of spiritual righteousness in the land. We're lack of spiritual. Everybody is out for their own glory. Everybody is out for that gold, that, that silver and gold. Hallelujah. Everybody is out for a big church, a big name. I could care less. Hallelujah. I just want to be where God have me to be. Don't worry about all of that. You make sure you connect it to the true vine. So after a while, God, after the brook dried up, then Elijah had to go down and confront. Now, what I want you to see, this was a powerful man of God. Now, they're killing all the prophets, so he had to be under the anointing of God. And when you got God blessing and anointing up on you, you fear no man nothing. Don't let nothing. Always make sure you're walking in the strength of the Lord. When you walk in the strength of the Lord, you don't have to fear nothing. You don't have to fear cancer. You don't have to fear poverty. You don't have to fear what tomorrow holds because we know who holds our future. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So after a while, he went down into the midst of all that hell in Egypt. And let me keep in mind, they were killing all the true prophets of God. So he went on down right in the heat of it. And Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain for three years. He prayed and God shut up the heavens. So the whole land was stressed out because there was no water. Come on now. No water. Spiritual, keep in mind, I'm talking spiritual. There was no water. And so when he went down, he met old Ahab. And Ahab asked a question. He said, are you the one that troubled Israel? See, you got to be the one that troubled the devil. Don't let the devil trouble you. You make him fear when you come around. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on now. And uh, Elijah told him, no, your ways have trouble. The ways, your ways have troubled the land. So God sent Elijah. I'm going to take you somewhere. He sent Elijah down to confront Jezebel prophets. It was 450 prophets that sat at the table of Jezebel. So Elijah went down. And he told them, he said, how long are you going to stand between two opinions? If Baal be God, then serve Baal. If God, the Lord be God, then we're going to serve the Lord. So we're going to have a contest and we're going to build two altars. And I want the prophets of Baal to call upon Baal. And he said, I'll call upon the Lord. Now, whichever God answer by fire, that's the true God, and that's the God we will serve. So, the Bible say, they, they called upon Baal. The prophets called upon Baal from morning to night. And Elijah sit there uh, patiently, and they called, and they cut themselves, and they cried out and asked Baal to please show up. But Baal couldn't show up. And then Elijah said, perhaps he's out sleeping. Perhaps he's pursuing. But old Bell couldn't come. Bell couldn't show up. So they called from morning to night, but Bell couldn't show up. And the Bible says at the evening sacrifice, Elijah, Elijah walked up to the altar. And he told him, he said, now, 
dig a trench. They dug a trench. And they put barrels and barrels and barrels of water in this trench. You got to understand, whichever God answered by fire, that was the true God we are to serve. And then Elijah stepped up to the altar. And he began to call upon the name of the living God. And he told God, he said, Father God, he said, answer, whichever God will answer by fire. And he began to praise and thank God. And Elijah cried unto God. Hmm. And God sent the fire and set that altar on fire. Are y'all hearing me? Hallelujah. And matter of fact, I'm going to sing that. I'm, I'm in the mood to singing it. Is that all right? Let me see some amen if you want to hear. Praise God. It's called Elijah Fire, and I'm going to sing that song. Everything that I just told you is in this song, and this is going to probably be a part two, because I'm not going to hold you long, okay? And I, now you, you've heard the story, so now I'm going to put the words to it. God said he would send down fire. Send it down to Elijah and set the altar on fire, didn't he say yeah? God said he would send down fire. Send it down to Elijah and set the altar on fire, didn't he say yeah? Oh, oh. Elijah was a great prophet of God. They tell me that Elijah wandered abroad in a land, no food or water to drink. But they tell me, good God, he had strength. He got food from the raven, got it from the birds, he got water from the brook. So I heard then Elijah went down into Egypt land to tell him how long that our God would stand. God said he would send down fire, send it down Elijah, and set the altar on fire, didn't he say it? Oh, 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 Jezebel and Ahab wanted to know, how could the prophet be so sure they were serving an idol God? They call me Elisha, said, oh my God, you got to know I just come from a massa, got a request. Now build an altar, let the gods contest. So they built this altar, a minute stone. The mighty men began to moan and they cried, Bill, send the fire. Bill, send the fire. Oh, Bill, send the fire. But old Baal was asleep, old Baal was sleeping, way down in eternity to rise no more. Elijah called on the God on high, asking of him to send down fire. He got on his knees, began to pray, and these are the words that I heard him say. Whoa. You promised to meet me, answer now, master. But I came from heaven on high, struck the altar, set it on fire. Power reigned in every flame, burn up the altar in my God's name. God sent Elijah that fire. 
Well, he sent Elijah that fire. Well, he struck the altar. Yes, he did. He set that altar on fire. Just like he told Elijah. He told Elijah that he would. Hallelujah. Come on here. Let's give God some hand clap. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's the kind of God we serve. So don't worry about nothing going on. Your kingdom lies within. So guess what? When Elijah went down there, he killed those 450 prophets of Baal. Hallelujah. And this is where I'm fixing to take you. And this is where many of us are today. Like I said, I'm not going to keep it long, so I probably have to do this in a part two. And I'll come back and finish it. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I give God the glory because he is the true and living God. Don't you never doubt God. I don't care what it looks like. Don't you ever doubt God. Because God got your back. It ain't nothing you can do to make God stop loving you. So now, guess what? He killed 450 prophets that sat at the table of, of Jezebel. And guess what? How did he do it? One man stood against all of those. And after, after, they, after the, the fire came and the, and the prophets saw that God was the true living God, they came on the side of Elijah and they slew all the prophets of Jezebel. So Elijah was a mighty man of God and he wasn't afraid. Understand that. Now we're going to go to where I'm going to give you a little portion of this. And then, like I say, I pick it up next week because I said more than I intended to say coming on. Now, over in the 19th chapter, listen what it says. And this is going to be you and I when we are facing difficulties and facing trials in our life. Hallelujah. But when you're facing these things, I don't care how bad it feels. You got to know in order for God to take you to where he's taking you, we must be tried by the fire. Job said, when I am tried, when I am tried, I'll come forth as pure gold. So in order for us to come forth as pure gold, we have to be tried by the fire. And when you understand the ways of God, you won't be begging God to get you out of your trial. See, and this is the problem with most of us. When God is working on us, we start begging and hooping and hollering. We don't want to go through the fire. Hallelujah. But in order to get that goal and go up to the mountain, you got to go through the fire. And so what happened? We start praying that God get us out of the fire. And when we have anxiety, stress, and all of this stuff riding on us, we miss what God is doing. So what I'm saying, when you learn to walk by faith, and when you walk with God, your fire and your trial may not stop. You see what I'm saying? Your trial may not stop. But what faith does, faith take one leap, and it rises above that trial. It rises above the uh, the clouds in your life. It rises above. Even though the storm is carrying on, but that faith will take you above that storm and you rest up there until it's over. You understand? And so when you get in a trial or whatever you're going through, submit to the process. Lord, I don't understand it, but we got this. You don't have to understand it. He said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So don't worry about trying to understand it. It'll all come out in the wash. Hallelujah. 
And again, he's bringing it to me again. When the three Hebrew children was thrown into the fiery furnace, they never once called for Daniel. They never once bagged up. They didn't have to drag them in the fire, but they went willingly. They say, my God is able to deliver us. And this is what you got to understand. If God don't get you out of the fire, then you walk through the fire with him. Because he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And when the three Hebrews went into that fiery furnace, what did God, what did Jesus do? He showed up in the fire. So instead of looking at your problem, begin to look at the answer. Your answer is in the fire. Your trials, when your trials come, the answer is in the trial. If you quit looking at the circumstance, quit looking at the fire, quit looking at all the negative thing and begin to see God in the midst of your trial. And you go on your way to victory. All right. Now listen what happened. We walk by what? Faith and not by sight. Now, what is faith? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence, what is evidence? Evidence is proof that something exists. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So you don't see it. When you trust in God, you may not see it, but faith is the evidence that is coming. It's the evidence. It's the warranty deed. It's the assurance. That what you ask God for is coming. My Lord. Now faith is the substance. What is substance? It's the underlying thing. It is faith is the underlying. It's the substance of things hoped for. See, hope is a dream. Hope is a wish. Hope is a desire. And you say, I hope I get this job. I hope I get here. That's the beginning of victory. You got to have your hope. You got to have your hope. That's the beginning of your victory. Get you some hope. See, if you don't have hope, you can't start to walk of faith. Faith and hope got to work, work together. Now, faith is the substance of Things hope for. Hope is your wish. Faith is the substance underneath your hope. When faith is underneath your hope, it's the assurance that what you ask God for is coming to pass. Y'all better hear somebody. Woo! I'm outside here and I know the neighborhood can hear me, but I don't care. Woo! Are you hearing me? So, no matter what you're going through, walk it out. Walk it out. You got to have the eager mentality. What does that eagle do when he's in a, when he fights the, the snake or the prey? That eagle gets his snake off of his territory. He gets him in the air. Don't never fight the enemy on his level. You got to rise up. Bring him up. Bring him up to the word. You got to bring that devil up to the word. He can, he can destroy you on his level. But if you get him up to the word, he can't deal with you. 
You got to bring him up to the word. See, the word is your power. The word. See, many of us trying to trust God without the word. You, if we're going to divine, if we're going to trust God divine, you got to have the word because the word is your battle axe. See, and if you don't know the word, you can't win the victory because that's the only thing Satan is going to respect. He's going to respect that word whether he wants to or not. He must respect that word. You got to know this. I'm teaching you the way of faith. But let me tell you something. In the midst of your faith, sometimes you're going to get knocked all the way out. And let me tell you something. I paid a price for what I'm teaching you. And next, next time or two, um, you're going to hear where God took me through uh, uh, another devastating negative report, according to the doctor. But guess what? Faith took me up on the mountain. I stayed up on the mountain until the storm subsided. See, don't, don't worry about getting out of your trial. Bring that devil up. That's right. Bring him up. Bring him up in the Word. He can't fight the Word. Don't let him make you think God does not exist because he does. Hallelujah. It's just a faith walk. So Elisha killed 450 prophets of Baal. Now y'all hear me? He, so what that tells you? He wasn't scared. You know that. If he went up against 450 prophets of Baal, you know he wasn't scared. But let me tell you something. Listen now. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elisha had done and with her how he had slain the prophet with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger. Unto Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, now this is what I want you to see. This man killed 400 and he went into the devil's territory in the heat of all the prophets being killed. So right there tell you he was not afraid. Now when he went in there, he ended up killing 450 men. 450 men he killed. He stood and killed 450 men. Now listen. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life. You mean to tell me he killed 450 men but one woman? One woman, Jezebel is just one woman, sent a word, and it struck fear. Jezebel is a spirit, and don't fool yourself. People want to say she's a lipstick-wearing woman, but don't fool yourself. Jezebel is a manipulating, controlling, dictating spirit, and she's without gender. That means she works in male as well as female. Don't fool yourself. So I'm telling you the power of this spirit he killed all of those men but yet one woman sent a word and he ran for his life he was scared now listen and when he saw that he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba which belonged to Judah and left his servant there when he saw that you mean to tell me he ran and from fear of one woman when he killed 450 men. Let me tell you what's going on here. When, when Elijah killed those 450 men, he was under the anointing and the power of God. 
Let me tell you something. When you, you can do all things. As long as you stay in the anointing and the power of God. He was under the powers of God. But now over here we see one woman sent a word and he ran for his life. Why? Because he was in his natural state of mind. Are you hearing me? He was in his natural state of mind. And this shows you what you can do when you are in Christ. And what can happen when you walk in without Christ. Now let me go and take you to my notes and then I'm going to let y'all go. I want to share this with you. Y'all still with me? Hallelujah. I'm going to take you to these notes that God gave me. And I want to share this and then we're going to let you go. Alright, now listen. After God gives you a blessing, a great feat has been accomplished. Most of the time, you can look for a spiritual retaliation. This is what Elisha was under. A spirit of retaliation. A spirit retaliation, spiritual retaliation is a spiritual demonic attack that follows or precedes a blessing or victory. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? When a, a spiritual retaliation is present, it means a victory is, is just about to come forth or it has come forth and he's retaliating. This is what he did. He caught Elijah at his weak point. And don't get it mixed screw what you can do with Christ and when we're in our natural state. And all of us are natural. All of us are human. All of us have these tendencies. But you don't let them overtake you. Now listen what happened. He killed all the men. But one woman sent a word and he ran in fear. He was wore out. Sometimes you can overdo yourself. You just have to, sometimes you have to pull back and just rest in God. Don't never overdo yourself in nothing. Sometimes, hallelujah, in my early years, Lord have mercy, I overdid myself and I burnt myself out. See, you got to know how to walk in balance with God. I'm going to say you a few more and then I'm going to let you go. So what happened? He ran from his life. He ran for his life from one woman. Now, when you're under a spiritual attack, it's a human, it, a, a, a human nature. So what happened? When you're under spiritual retaliation, you're subject to feel depression. You'll feel depression in a degree. You'll feel despondency, anxiety, stress will come, loneliness will come. And this is why many have turned to suicide. Because this is where that enemy want to take you. He wants to get into your mind. The only place he can work with you is your mind. This is why we've done everything but did what God told us to do. He told us to transform our mind. We've been all in God, been doing God knows what. We've been hooping, we've been hollering, we've been running, we've been begging, we've been eating, we've been doing everything but what he told us to do. He told us to transform our mind. That's the most important thing a child of God can do because without a transformed mind, enemy can get in there and he can work. And this is what he looks for in you. He looks for those weakness in you. And you got to understand when he attacks, he attacks your mind. He can't attack your spirit because that's where God dwells. And this is why you feel the peace of God in the midst of your trouble. You feel loved by God even when you're done wrong. That's because God dwells in your spirit. So he can't get direct access to your spirit. So he worked your 
your mind over time. You better hear somebody. Now listen, we must understand if we are trying to win any battle divine, any divine battle. Now there are some battles you can go to the doctor, get some medicine, and and, and, and poop, be gone. There are some things you can go and you can buy your way out. But if you can't get it in this natural realm, you got to learn how to suit up and go into God's realm and call those things that be not as though they were. And the only way you're going to be able to go into God's realm to call those things that be not as though they were, you're going to have to have the word. Quit trying to fight these battles without the word. Now when these things attack our spirit and they will attack and God told me I know people are under depression. I know because I had just tangled with this spirit all last week and week before last. I've been wrestling with this thing but let me tell you something. I got the victory in Jesus name and this is why God told me to come in and teach his people and let his people know hallelujah that he's never going to leave you. He'll never forsake you. You've been listening to Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is, brought to you by the Lighthouse of Faith Ministries in Murfreesboro. They're located at 420 South Street, and you can join them for their Sunday morning worship services at 1130 a.m. Tune in again next time for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is. Dedicated to all God's children of the world.